0: Would you pray with me? God of wisdom, speak your eternal word to us so that we may respond to your truth with faithfulness and confidence. Through your spirit, open our spiritual eyes and hearts so that we may fully receive your love and join in your ministry of love throughout our whole lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. I'm reading from New Revised Standard Version. Listen now for the Word of God. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Bethsaida which has five porticles. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. And once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lately, I had a chance to talk about their traditions and childhood memories on Independence Day with a couple of people. I didn't grow up here in the United States, so I don't have many memories of Independence Day and no culture of wearing red or the blue on this day. The memory that I remember is mostly about the traffic for the loudness of fireworks in my 20s. And in my 30s, I stopped going to the fireworks. Instead, I have different memories of Independence Day in Korea that I grew up with. Of course, its dates and backgrounds are different from the 4th of July, but I find similarities in the two Independence Days. The 4th of July is a federal holiday commemorating the declaration of independence from the Kingdom of Great Britain in 1776. Korean Independence Day is a national holiday celebrating liberation from the Empire of Japan in 1945. Both Korea, both North and South Korea celebrate the day before the outbreak, because the outbreak of the Korean War follows the Japanese colonial period in the Korean peninsula. Independence Day is undoubtedly a big day to celebrate, but I also see great pain and oppression. Juneteenth is also another example. The federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of African American slaves in 1865 brings us great joy, as well as significant pain from the history and unfinished systematic and social racism in the country. I do not know all the history of different countries and each one of your backgrounds, but I can tell that independence always comes after a specific form of oppression, such as colonial era, discrimination, racism, sexism, domestic violence, or poverty. Today, I'd like us to think about whatever forms of oppression that stops us from the love of God and how to experience freedom in the love of God. In today's scripture we see a man who had been ill for thirty eight years. The main scripture that I had that I read earlier doesn't include a part of verse three and the entire verse four, which must be in the end note or commentary in your Bible. From the beginning of verse three, it says In these lay many in valleys, blind, lame, and paralyzed and waiting for the stirring of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever steps in first after the stirring of the water was made well from whatever disease that person had. That's why the man was lying there, waiting for someone who could help him to go to the pool. But there was no one to help him. Jesus asked, Do you want to be made well? He responded, When the water is stirred up and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. It sounds like a sort of complaint or excuse because no one helped him. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. That's it. At once, the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Do you see a broken conversation here? In a natural way, the man should have said, yes, I do, to the question, do you want to be made well? Instead, he said, No one helped me. By the way, why did Jesus ask this question? Isn't it obvious that the sick man wants to be healed, and the Bible says that Jesus knew that he had been ill for a long time? When the sick man talked having no one to help him, Jesus simply said, stand up, take your mat, and walk. Jesus didn't sympathize with the sick man. Instead, Jesus asked him to do something that the sick man couldn't do for the past 38 years. What was the sick man's wish and hope? Of course, he wanted to be healed. He had been eager to have a someone who could draw him to the pool so that he could be the first person who reached the pool after the stirring of the water. Then he could be healed. So when Jesus talked to him, this man may have hoped that Jesus could wait with him until the next stirring in the pool and bring him to the pool before anyone got into the pool before him. Of course, He didn't think that Jesus could heal his disease. Just through the power of words, the man was healed. The man experienced the miracle of healing, which is probably more than he had hoped for and he wanted from Jesus. Jesus took a step forward and did much more by healing the man rather than just helping him to the poor, This is an experience of liberation from disease, social isolation, and history of weakness and helplessness. This is about our God's love. The love that is given is bigger than our hopes and wishes. God's love for us is more profound because God knows our needs and wants what is best for us. The love takes away all of our burdens and frees us from pain and desperation. I see God's love through people around me, and it includes little children. And many of you know one of my primary responsibilities at St. Stephen's is children and family ministry. I often think that I teach them, but actually it's both ways. There are times they teach me through their pure heart and love for God and others. When I say God loves you and God loves everyone in the world, they believe it without any doubt. They learned about love, and they really practice what they learn. They don't stop talking about God, and they see the world through God's eyes. They know the beauty of the creation. And I see God's love through them and receive great love from them, indeed, more than I give to them. Little children, are indeed my teachers. I've grown with the children at St. Stephen's. Not because I am a perfect pastor for them, but because they learn how to love, then they do love others, including me. There is no obstacle for them to love others. The love that I receive from children makes me free from all kinds of concerns and worries about myself and my life and my work at the church. Because the love embraces my imperfection and the struggles. The love doesn't care about the color of my skin, my citizenship, my age, my gender, and so on. The love just sees me as a child of God. And with the little children, I have such a great freedom. None of us is perfect. There's no perfect country with no shameful or painful history. What I want to share today is that there is a freedom in the love of God. Even though all the imperfects Painful human experiences and histories, God opens our hearts, minds, and the spirits to the perfect love. Our God's love, the unconditional, embracing, forgiving, and everlasting love. And in the love of God, we grow as Christians. Who call Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior? We also learn how to love our God and our neighbors as commanded by Jesus Christ, who it, which is the greatest commandment. As Saint Stephen's here, I've experienced the power of the Christian community, welcoming, accepting others just as they are and embracing each other's weakness and their imperfections. I've also experienced how to be loved even when I make a mistake, even though I'm not perfect. Not only little children, every single person of St. Stephen's truly taught me how to be loved. If we call ourselves Christians who have experienced great freedom in the love of God, we should be a channel of God's love for others, regardless of what history, pain, and shame each one of us has. God enables us to share God's love in all human experiences and relationships, in the past, in the current, and in the future our hearts and lives should be filled with God's unconditional and outpouring love revealed on the cross and coming from heaven so that we continue loving others no matter what. Others can experience God's love through our words, thoughts, and actions and witnesses and through the church, its mission, and the ministries. We all can experience ultimate freedom in the love of God and join an eternal heavenly banquet with our Lord to celebrate the great freedom. And Jesus healed the man who has been sick for 38 years. And what burdens, what concerns do you bring today? to God. Some of you might have met someone who cannot talk about their jobs. A funny thing is that everyone knows that they have a government job or their job is classified or secret. It's like a public secret that everyone knows but no one talks about. I do not know all about about you and what jobs you had or have. But what I can tell you is that God works in secret. Sometimes it is very obvious to us. Sometimes it is very hidden to us. And that made us doubt about the presence of God or the power of God's work in our lives. My point here is that God doesn't stop loving you no matter what, whether you can see the proof or not in your lives. Luke twelve seven says, God knows how many hairs you have on your head. The psalmist praises the Lord. God, you discern my going out and my lying down, and you are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You are a precious child of God. Each one of you is a very precious child of God. God knows you. God loves you. And God gives you freedom. Even when you think that God is not there, when there is no help and hope in sight, God's love continues to reach out to you. Sometimes you can see proof of God's love, and sometimes you cannot. Regardless of what you have experienced in your own life, regardless of what individual history or shame you have, God loves you unconditionally and frees you from the wounds, shames, and pain from the past and the current. And God will continue doing the work for you. Therefore, all God's children, let us believe in God's secret work loving us each one of you day and night and freeing you from all kinds of burdens and oppressions the healing power jesus showed in the story is still here with us so dwell in god's unconditional and everlasting love for you and feel the freedom